25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to him. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Just play football no matter what position they might want you to play, right? That's the position that former Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald is in. Taken as a free agent signee by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, And, yeah, they're kind of bringing him in as a fourth quarterback into their workouts. He'll have to play well at quarterback to unseat one of the guys. But they're going to give him an opportunity to do all kinds of other stuff, too. Because, as you know, the Buccaneers play in the same division as your New Orleans Saints. And the Saints... Did a good thing with Taysom Hill, the former BYU quarterback, who was also an excellent, well-rounded athlete, not just a QB, probably not a a skillful enough quarterback to be an NFL full-time quarterback, but he can certainly be a backup, and they've used him in a lot of different ways in special teams, and he's blocking kicks and catching passes, and he goes in there and they throw a hiccup at the defense every now and then. They did it against Tampa. Now Tampa's bringing in Nick Fitzgerald, to do the same thing with him, potentially. What do you think about that? What do you think? I'm going to tell you what I think about it. I think it's a good fit, and I'll tell you why coming up. Hey, welcome in here on, what is today, Thursday. I'm Matt, live in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast, friendly service, the kind of folks you want to do business with. You can deal with them face-to-face. One-on-one, cell phone to cell phone. Instead of having to uh, deal with somebody two, three states over, you want to deal with somebody locally right there in the town that you're in? That's what you get with Farm Bureau. It's the way it ought to be in insurance, really any business, is you ought to deal with someone local. It's the way it ought to be. It's the way it is at Farm Bureau. It's also the way it is at C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, a great Mississippi company serving Mississippi and Mississippians for a long time at C Spire. Check them out at cspire.com. Hey, Roger. Good to be back. What's happening? Oh, man. Good to have you back. Jake was good, though, yesterday. Yeah, well, Jake's got a different kind of uh, rate, though. He's he's nonstop, man. Yeah. So I didn't get to... Um, I think I, he covers more sports in an hour than uh, some two-hour shows. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Not yours. <laughs> he can really get into it. I hate I didn't get I was working elsewhere and I didn't get to actually tune in. It's one of those where I don't have to, you know, to know that Jake's gonna be really good. I'm just curious what y'all got into yesterday. What do you? Oh, I, you know, I had a lot going on. Uh huh. No, I understand. 
I understand did, that. You know, we talked a little uh, LSU baseball and uh-huh. okay. what the football program was looking like over there and at, stuff at, like that. At LSU. So so he got Matt Moscona on the show, I think, from, yeah. Yeah. from New Orleans. Absolutely. And Baton Rouge. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, I really appreciate Jake. Jake Wimberly. Does he have a nickname around there? You know, with a name like Jake, you know, the wrestler you had what? Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. And see, Jake Plummer, who was a quarterback in the 90s out at Arizona State, was kind of popular, and uh, later for the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL. And because his name was Jake, they gave him the name Jake the Snake. You know, I just wondering. That's a lot to live up to. That guy was something. Yeah. Or still is, I'm thinking. Still is, yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering if our Jake has a nickname. You know, we'll check on that and get back to it. <laughs> well, you look around the building. I be- have not heard that. <laughs> Thanks, Monty. <laughs> uh, we got a beaver in the building, yeah. you know. Beaver got that one planted on him years ago back when he was a rock DJ. Is that how that happened? Yeah. So it was a, He was christened by his PD as Beaver, and so it kind of stuck. And and for those that don't know, PD means program director. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. And so the program director took one look at Ben and said, uh, Beaver. Yeah. Like a beaver. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on whether he resembles that remark or not. As long I gotta work, as. I got to work with Beaver. <laughs> hey, as long as you have been in radio, Roger, surely you've had nicknames. Oh, no, really, just my name. Really? Uh, yeah, just my name. Okay. Now, back in the day, I won't give my middle name out again, but back in the day, I used my first and middle name. You know, really? Now, with, uh, with uh, identity theft, that might not be so wise. <laughs> That's true. You know, it's a DJ name. If it's a, It's got two first names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like... Um... Brian Scott. <laughs> or, you know, Like Roger Chad. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Matt and, Bob. And Matt Bob. <laughs> Bob is a very under – I have a theory on names, a couple of theories on names. And, Roger, I want your opinion on this since we've gotten right. into it. Now, there's if you're tuning in, plenty of sports to get to. I'm going to tell you about Nick Fitzgerald signing with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, there's horse racing to talk about, but not what you think. No, I'm not going to sit here and try to break down Kentucky Derby and all that kind of crap. Uh, you, you do have that, and then big baseball starting tonight, all that. So lots, of, and we got two hours, so hang in there. And if you want to chime in on any of this, I'd love to hear from you. Grab a chair, pull up to the table, and sit down with us here and join the conversation. That's the way you do it. On the Divinity Equipment phone line, Divinity Equipment is in Madison and in Jackson, and they are your Kubota dealer. The big orange fleet, you've seen those orange tractors and zero-turn mowers and ATVs that Kubota offers great prices, great deals. We had the Kubota Field event recently and did shows out there. Uh, and they're just great people. Got to meet Bruce. I've known Jonathan for a long time. It's just great people, local people, that you can deal with when uh, you, want, you need to get a deal on a mower, a tractor, something like that. And you can rent from them also. I don't know if you know that, but you can also rent. You don't necessarily have to buy. Anyway, go look them up over there, Divinity Equipment. The Divinity Equipment phone line is 995-1059. That's the number, 995-1059. It's a 601 area code, 
995-1059. And if you want to text me, I got the text line up. I'm looking at it. It's 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. The number to that is 885-3776, All right, um, here's what I was going to tell you, Roger. I have a theory on names. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Let's look at the name Larry for a minute. Do you know someone named Larry? <laughs> I, I actually, I do. I do. You know where I'm going with this? But, but this I, is old school. That's a, he's, he's an older fellow. Okay. I don't, so, know any, I don't know any new Larrys. Okay. See, that's the point. You know somebody named Larry. We all know a Larry. Somewhere there's a Larry in your life. I don't care who you are and where you are. Larrys exist all over the place. Can we agree that on this on this hypothesis, <laughs> Roger, that Larrys are everywhere? Yeah, we got Larry of Arabia. <laughs> Lawrence. Yeah. Now, when's the last time you saw a toddler named Larry? <laughs> Seriously. You're right. They're not, they don't get that uh, handle shortened down until they... I guess you got to earn my Larry. I don't know. In my entire life, 40-plus years, I've never seen a baby or a toddler named Larry. Yet, the world is full of Larrys. Now, where are they coming from? <laughs> Find me one right now. I guarantee you not one single solitary person of the literal hundreds of thousands of people who will hear this. That's true. Not one of them knows a toddler named Larry. Yet, twenty-five <laughs> years from now, thirty get pictures sent to you. Thirty years from now, the world will be full of Larrys. Every business you walk into, there'll be a guy there named Larry working there. <laughs> I'm telling you. Or Bob. Bob is another one. Now, or Doug. 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 <laughs> hey, Doug. Y'all tell Doug to call me. Look, Bob is another one. So, Robert, some people shorten it to Bob. I had a uh, psychology psychology professor in college. And about the second or third day, she was, she was always very entertaining. And she made the point that she herself, they had a little boy. He was like two and a half, three years old. And his name is Bob. And I will never forget it because she goes, how many toddlers do you know named Bob? And I thought, you know, it's a good point. I've never come across a baby named Bob. <laughs> Not one. Yet the world's Bob, full. Bob will have a few miles on it, you know. Yeah. And she said, well, my kid's name's Bob, and he's three years old, and he's over there in the school daycare right now. And I thought, I just, that resonated with me. And I thought, yeah. And that Bob turned out to grow up to be one of my friends. His name is Bob Carskadden. And for a long time, he oh, worked yeah. for the school, you know, wrote for the school, and now He's made a career change. He's living down in Tampa. But, yeah, that was the Bob she was talking about. Let's you know how much older than him I am and that I was in college and he was a little toddler three years old. I just these, – these names, nicknames have to come about naturally. You know, I've gotten to know so many of the guys and women who work for Farm Bureau Insurance. They are obviously a supporter of this show, a supporter of me, I do a lot of work for them outside of radio in some other media capacities. 
and getting to know them, what I found, Roger, is they all give each other nicknames constantly. They all have nicknames. Some you can tell. I met a guy in Grenada yesterday. Robert, his last name is Corolla. It's just like the car, but spelled a little differently. And they get, I can't even remember what the nickname was, but it incorporated his last name, Corolla. There's a guy named Henry in the company. You know what his nickname is? The Hammer. <laughs> they call him the Hammer. Uh, my insurance agent for Farm Bureau, he handles all my family's insurance. His name is Adam Watson. He's in West Point. Adam is this big, broad-shouldered dude. His nickname, tiny. His nickname is Turbo. Oh. The whole company. Look, I can bring up his name to anybody in the Farm Bureau insurance business statewide, and they will go, oh, yeah, Turbo. How do you, you, gotta, how you earn those? That's, that's a pretty cool name. Well, it's like tiny for a big guy. I'm assuming it's because he doesn't move very fast. So they call him Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's, but it's they, like in the military when you get your call sign, you don't get to pick it. You know, and I don't know what this means or says about me, but not one single time in my life has anybody ever given me a nickname. Not one that stuck. Now, when you're, I was in, when I was in, high, got one called Matt. Matt, that's my <laughs> name, but not a nickname. In high school, you know, and junior high, but eighth, ninth, tenth grade, I was so much taller than everybody else in my school that I grew very fast. I was like six four in like the tenth grade. And uh, there were a lot of kids that called me the Jolly Green Giant. You know, say, and they shortened it to Jolly Green, but that didn't stick. You know, it's <laughs> somebody not like tried to hang. Somebody tried to hang Shrek on me. Shrek, yeah, <laughs> it didn't stick. I'll take it. it. You'll no, take I'm not it. Blue. Okay. I have everything but the blue part. <laughs> you know, uh, Brandon Walker, who does the More Cowbell podcast, yeah. and he was on this show some. I get him on some more. He was recently hired. Now he works for Barstool Sports. It's kind of a perfect fit for him. Absolutely. I've always joked with him that, um, you know, we've always called him Shrek because he kind of is big and ugly, like an ogre. But you don't have to be ugly. The to bow tie is a nice touch. <laughs> the bow tie. All right, look, Chicken Hawk says, speaking of nicknames, here's a man on the Divinity Equipment phone line. I don't know if others refer to him as this or not, but he refers to himself as the Chicken Hawk. What's up, Chicken Hawk? Well, I've had this name since uh, uh, nineteen. How did you get it? Well, my last name is Hawkins, and I lived and born in Black Eyed Pea and Cornbread Fed in the chicken capital. You spill the whole world over at Morton, Mississippi. Yes. And so, um, you know, I was looking for a CB handle. Bought my first CB at 10, and my old buddy Junk Man, he come up with uh Hey, man, why don't you just call yourself Chicken Hawk? So that's, you know, and, and hey, don't nobody know me by my real name, Hawk. Hey, Chicken Hawk, give us some of that uh, CB jargon. Yeah, but look in here, though. Wait a minute. <laughs> you almost hurt my feelings the other day, and the reason you did. See, my mind don't never shut down. And when we was talking to John Bond, you, when I hung up, I heard you, you told him, hey, man, he don't hardly give you time to talk. You know why I don't hardly give nobody time to talk? Why? Because you always had me cut on the short leash. Yeah. I mean, with your time, because you be rambling like Jake. Yeah. But look at him. I know. Jake, wait a minute now. Jake is, all, we already you all to call him two pennies or just pennies. You know why? Why? Because him penny loafers. <laughs> you know, Jake's a penny loafer, man. I always pick at him that, he, that he's above, you know, because he's trying to get into that y'all He does have a point, yeah. 
Yeah, well, he's trying to get into that y'all lifestyle like his hero, Cutie Pie, you know, in the morning at 7. Yeah. So I told him that he, uh, I asked Beaver, I said, does he really have pennies or does he have dimes in them penny loafs? And Beaver said he had dimes, so see that? Well, we can call them pennies. And look, real quick, did you buy one of them weed eaters? Because I need to get my commission from Jonathan if you did. That battery operated, did you buy one? I did. You did? I did. Well, I, I well, let me call Jonathan when I hang up. Hey, that joke is bad, ain't it? Uh, no doubt about it. Well, it's it's great. Uh, I, I'm glad that you, though, are going to earn a commission off the sale. Check well, you out. know y'all paying me here to call in and talk. You know, I have to call in. Part of the thing to find, Bob, you here know, we go. Yeah, well, you know it. Hey, don't even come talking about here we go. It's, all, it's something nationalized, but don't even go there. You know I get paid to call in at least once a week to all y'all shows. Now, oh, I forgot, you had Mr. Flabbergasted before I called it. Hell State, Hell State, and look here, I'm so glad my boy Nick, but he should have got, you know, he should have got some money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. They were folks that went ahead of him, brother. Me and Lou Bell sat there and watched, you know, the last 30, and I'm sitting there, I'm, man, I'm talking about dog on. I know him and a, another mama and papa chomping at the bit, but look at him. I love you. You know that. And I'm going to call uh, Jonathan and get my 10%. All right. You deserve it. Okay. You deserve it, Chicken Hawk. I, Hey, 10, ten four, good buddy. Now, whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, it ain't good buddy. Good buddy's bad on the CBS. Oh, oh right is that, Okay. Yeah, that uh, good buddy is uh, means. Let me how do I do this? Close what friends. Is, it, no, wait a second. Mean that you're a homosexual if you're a good buddy. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm not. So, so what do I say? I say ten four what? Say ten four. Good neighbor. Good neighbor. Okay, 10-4 good neighbor. Yeah, that's the, everybody that drives an 18-wheeler, a real 18-wheeler, you know, like a chicken hauler or a bull hauler. Ain't no, all them other guys just want to be. Hey, what about but this one? What not, about this one? Hey, um, breaker, breaker, chicken hawk, got your ears on? No, oh, <laughs> that, that smoke it. Listen. Weren't those radio calls so bad on that movie? I watched it the other day. They were awful. They were... But, but listen, listen to me now. Smokey and the Bandit, I've done a lot of stuff that old Bandit and them done, you know, and, and uh, uh, uh-huh. Snowman. Yeah. But I didn't ever haul no coolers, but I outlawed trucks, you know. There were mm-hmm. some things I wasn't proud of, but we had time. I tell you a story about a corvette that ended up in my truck and then i'll tell you one of these one of these days okay but anyway i had right. to bring it back was it john bonds <laughs> no no man look i drove from an outlaw fella out of florida down there i well, some priest had a corvette this 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 come up missing and this guy i worked for his name was tony bernardo he was part of the italians up out of new york that's
Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, cuz. Yeah, I got some stories I could tell you, but I, I ain't proud of a lot of them. You know? <laughs> them days was, hey, them days was before Jesus. Right. Everything I do now is, you know, like BC and AD? Mm-hmm. Well, that was BJ, and now I'm AJ. Hey, That's boy. after Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Atta boy, chicken hawk. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate hey, the story. Hey, wait, wait. Hey, what? Hold on just a minute. <laughs> Hail State. Atta boy, <laughs> Hail State. All right, good call. 10-4, good neighbor. But don't say good buddy. What, unless you are homosexual and you want somebody to know it? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> chicken hawk. You don't want to wander into that one unknowing, though. <laughs> Well, I guess I. Where did I pick that up, though? I've never been a trucker. I had never really used. Probably Smokey and the Bandit or something. Smokey like and the Bandit, something like that. Yeah. Maybe it's okay when the ladies call you that. And then he just basically laughed at me when I said, "Breaker, breaker, you got your ears on." <laughs> so that's another movie fake trucker talk that's not real. I guess is what that says. <laughs> I have a lot to learn still, see? No matter how old I am, I still have a lot to learn. Good call, Chicken Hawk. Nicknames. Chicken Hawk's a good one. Uh, Fluffy Bottoms on the text line says, I have a deal kind of like Chicken Hawk's, but I do not get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if they pay us to, sh- to talk weekly. <laughs> yeah, much less Chicken Hawk. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so uh, the Nick Fitzgerald situation. Let's talk about it next on the show here in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Stick around. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. Convoy. Can we listen to the whole thing, Roger? Sure. Dog Mac with a can on back and a Jaguar hauling ass. He's ten on the floor. I may regret that. Seat cover starting to gain. Now, Beaver, you were trucking with a rubber duck, and I'm about to pull a plug on your drain. Ain't she a beautiful sight? <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. That's that great. Chicken hawk. There you go. This was All you dedicated. truckers out there listening to the show. All you truckers. 10-4, good neighbor. <laughs> Not good, <laughs> buddy. It's getting intense. I love that. Hey Roger, that guy's voice. When you do your uh, your intentionally overcooked radio goober voice, you yeah. kind of sound like that guy right there. Yeah, he's probably my inspiration unconsciously. <laughs> we got ourselves a convoy. A <laughs> Look, 
that line, we got ourselves a convoy. I can't tell you the whole line from the movie I'm about to reference, but one of the Austin Powers movies. Were you a fan of those Austin Powers movies with uh, Mike Myers? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I like him. And Dr. Evil, one yeah. million dollars. <laughs> Zip it. Anyway, there's one in there where Dr. Evil winds up driving a <laughs> an 18-wheeler. <laughs> and they and so he has a scene where he acts as if he's talking like one. You know, he's got his hat on. That'd be worth having right there. And the first thing out of his mouth is, he says, "Woo, we got ourselves a convoy." And then I can't tell you everything else he said after that, but <laughs> you can look it up if you uh, so choose. I love these kinds of shows, man. The more off the wall, the better to me. I, I tell you, Roger, I've been getting so bored with sports. <laughs> and I know that's terrible to admit. The doldrums of the SEC. Ah, no. It's, you know, my mother, and she's right, growing up my mother would say, only boring people get bored. And let me tell you, when I have repeated that That made line, you feel better, didn't it? Yeah. No, I just basically put it on my shoulders, which is what I needed at that age. And so my daughter, who's seven, she's uttered that a few times this year. I'm bored. I say, well, only boring people get get bored, and she hates that. <laughs> it's like I've directly said that she is boring. She does not like it. That's the good thing about kids. You get to tell them all the things your parents drove you crazy. <laughs> Yeah, just passing it on down. Well, anyway. Don't yeah, do I mean, as I do. It's my own do fault. I, do as I know. say. <laughs> I think what it is is I, I much prefer I much prefer um, recapping games than previewing stuff. And I'm starting to get really bored with all the preview stuff. And I don't know if it's an age thing or what, but I you know, and the thing about it is like Roger, there on your station, uh, WRKS 105.9. And there are a lot of people who listen to this show in Vicksburg on WVBG and in Batesville on WBLE. But, you know, there, right after this show comes on in the early part of the day, you have uh, our boys, uh, Chris Brooks and Ben, better known as Beaver, mm -hmm. on the gridiron. And they talk, take a lot of flack from some people about not doing a lot of sports content. Um. I even picked on him one time. I sent him a tweet, and I said, hey, I love how your show is mostly about the show. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You know like uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, but it's entertaining. See, the number one rule in radio, according to, in my opinion, the, the best um, consultant out there, a woman named Valerie Geller, uh, I, in my opinion – She's the best. Anyway, she says the number one rule is never be boring. Always tell the truth, make it matter, and never be boring. Right? So if it's not boring, then who cares if it's sports or not? And I think they're not boring. But I'm wondering, you know, Chris Brooks, for instance, he does the magazine. He's always covering high school stuff. His kids play sports. And, and on top of that, He's sort of an old Miss fan, and they hadn't had the best run of it in recent years. And I just wonder if a lot of that show is a result of kind of getting bored with sports. I think it is. I think it's. I think it is. You know what I'm saying? You know, he the the, the old Miss story. 
as I guess we're going to refer to it the the story the story with which we won't go into any detail, but uh, <laughs> got a lot of play, and uh, I know it just kind of beat down Ole Miss fans yeah, and uh, it did. Ole Miss listeners, and uh, you know I, I think did. a lot of them probably quit listening to sports talk for a while. I, I totally agree with that. And, and, and Chris, and, Chris, you know, Chris represents the audience. He's he's one of those folks. Yeah, and and in some ways, how could you blame them, right? With yeah. with things that they've gone through, and just skip my, to the end. You know, you want to get like, yeah, <laughs> like, like if we, you're in a bad movie, you can leave, but not right. life. Yeah, well, like in life, thing out. that's right. Like in life, game's not going well. What do you do? You turn it off, go outside, and go fishing. You know, well, when the whole program's not going well, what do you do? I'm just going fishing. You know, I, I so I can get it in a lot of ways. Um, and I wonder if that's part of it. But again, they're not they don't have a boring show in the least. I think they have a very good show, so I enjoy it. As long as they keep me entertained, I don't care what they're talking about. So you gotta be careful with that because it's easy to get get lazy, but that's kinda how I felt about it. Yeah, I like it. I like it when it bounces around. So Hey, uh, if you're listening, you want to text the show. Many have. I got to correct something I said earlier about Fluffy Bottoms text. I didn't read it right. I'm going to do that and then get to a couple others. You want to text me, you can on the text line 885-3776. 601-885-3776. It might help you to remember 885-ESPN. That's the same number. And, of course, do like my man Chicken Hawk. And call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson, your Kubota dealer. You're, you're really fortunate that they're right here at home as the oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. right there in Madison and Jackson. Divinity, Bruce and Jonathan and the guys. So, uh, f- a text from Jackson. Chicken Hawk needs his feathers plucked if he thinks Nick Fitzgerald deserves money. More on that in a bit. That's right after Maroon Richie texted the show and said Chicken Hawk is the man. Now, Fluffy Bottoms, let me correct. I didn't read your, your text. Your, your original text was much funner, funnier than the way I read it. You said, I have a deal kind of like Chicken Hawks, but I get paid not to call the show. We, so feel free to text. That's free. <laughs> where all this money's coming from. Yeah, where? Um, Denzel texted the show and said that Yes, the scene I referenced was from Austin Powers' gold member. That's right. It was a weird one, but wasn't Beyonce in that movie? She kind of stole the show in Austin Powers' gold member. I laugh at those movies now. I really do. I really do. And and didn't the, the man who played the role of Mini-Me pass away? Wasn't his real life? He was Vern something, and didn't he pass away the last couple of years? I think he did. Vern Troy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's right. And then uh, Hog Jowl texts the show and says, I love Chris and Beaver's nonsense. It makes me smile. Me too. You know, Chris can be funny, but like if you were comparing them to say like Martin and Lewis, you know, Chris is more the straight guy and Beaver delivers the funny one-liners. B- Beaver's yeah. really the comedy, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I go with that. You go with that. He draw, he's got the hot takes too. Roger, did you hear they were really mad at us for you About that for, bell for man. playing with that bell that day? They left it in there, the boxing bell. Bit fierce about that bell. That's it. 
So I'm going to address this tweet that says, or this text that says Nick Fitzgerald does not deserve any money. Tell you what I think coming up next. Stick around. Very cool. I just got a link sent to me on Facebook. If you haven't gone and liked or followed the Matt Wyatt Media Facebook page, please do that. Lots of video content goes out there um, throughout the year. A lot of links to things that Brett Hudson writes for mattwyattmedia.com goes out there on the Facebook page. So check it out if you haven't already. I'd appreciate you doing that. And that way you'll see it in your feed. Anyway, um, got a message there from Carson Young. He's uh, in the on the media team over at University of Alabama, Birmingham, UAB. And he, I just watched it. They just got finished with a piece that is a video piece that's posted out there kind of chronicling what Ron Polk is doing these days at UAB as a volunteer assistant coach. Ron Polk, the winningest SEC baseball coach of all time and one of the namesakes there at the stadium. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna tweet that link out in just a minute so you all can see that. And, you know, i got to catch up with Coach Polk at some point, maybe get him on the show. Also, if you're a fan and you're interested in stuff like that, John Cohen, who you heard on this show, he's the athletics director at Mississippi State, and they are publishing a new John Cohen podcast from the athletics department. It goes out on all the podcast channels and Apple, iTunes, all that stuff. You just All you have to do to find it on podcast channels is just search Mississippi State Athletics, and you'll see it, and it's the John Cohen podcast. But in his recent one, he had a sit-down interview with um, Ron Polk. Sure did. Which was neat because, you know, 10 years ago there was animosity there, uh, you know, mainly from Coach Polk because he felt like State should have hired somebody else for the baseball coaching position other than John. And um, But all that's been smoothed over and going well. So, anyway, you want to tune in on that, you can. So there you go. I'll tweet that link out in just a bit. I want to have time to do it with all the proper hashtags and so on and so forth. Nick Fitzgerald, former state quarterback, is now a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I told you earlier, Chicken Hawk called in and he said that Somebody needs to pay Nick Fitzgerald some money because he's a good football player and he can help him win in the NFL. And then we got a text on the text line that said, Chicken Hawk needs his feathers plucked if he thinks Nick Fitzgerald deserves money. And then I just got another text at 885-ESPN that says, I love the show. I really hope Nick Fitzgerald gets a role like Taysom Hill. There is an article this morning that popped up on Twitter it's on The Athletic, though. You can go to theathletic.com. I don't know the name of the author, but he did a nice job. I read it. 
where um, it's someone who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he chronicled the thinking behind it and some quotes to, to back it up, why Tampa Bay was pretty excited about bringing in Nick Fitzgerald as a free agent quarterback, give him an opportunity to see if he could find a role on their team. The story says that Nick was being courted after the draft by several teams that you know wanted to sign him as a free agent for different reasons, but that Tampa was pretty intent. They stayed after him because Bruce Arians, as well as the GM of the team, know full well what the Saints have been able to do with Taysom Hill, the former quarterback out of BYU. They basically made him a backup QB, but used him on the field in special teams, catching passes, throwing passes, a little bit of everything, a do-it-all kind of player. And they're going to give Nick the chance to try to earn a role like that in Tampa. And so if you want to go read it, you can. You'd have to have a subscription to read the whole thing. But here's what I think. You know, you go, well, Taysom Hill ran a 4-4. Yeah, well, Nick Fitzgerald ran a 4-5. I don't know what his officials were at the combine, but he's a 4-5 guy. I know they had him at 4-5 at pro day. So Nick's much taller, you know, 6'5 and about 230, 35 pounds. 4-5 plenty fast enough, I promise you. And they know that. Um, and again, you know, just on his passing prowess, it's not ability, it's skill. Those are two different things. The skill wouldn't get him a spot as a quarterback in the NFL. But the fact that he may be an asset as big and fast as he is, if, if he could make a team operating and giving them a spark on special teams units, to be able to run that hiccup play whenever they want to get on the goal line and do like the Saints do. They'll move Drew Brees out there and line him up as a wide receiver, snap the ball to Taysom Hill, and he runs zone read and may keep it and score a touchdown running the ball like in a spread offense in college. You have a hiccup, you can throw at people. An athlete, you can move around to get a either an unfavorable, you know, a favorable matchup for him or to pull somebody out and give a favorable matchup for another play you want to run. So that's what they're going to look at for Nick Fitzgerald. Thing is, there are already three other quarterbacks on that roster, including Jameis Winston, who is the starter, and the backup, Blaine Gabbert, who's a former first-round pick, who played for Bruce Arians at Arizona, who played pretty well, for that matter. And apparently Gabbert and Arians have a really good relationship. They know each other. They know the offense, backwards, forwards. They're comfortable. He's going to be the backup quarterback, you would think. But there's one other guy on the roster who's a QB with some experience trying to be that third guy. you know. And what Nick would have to do is he would have to you know, perform well enough as a rookie free agent in this quasi-role they're going to give him at Tampa Bay to convince them that they should dress him out and put him in that same role as Taysom Hill does For the Saints, as one of 46 guys out there, you know, who may get their hands on the football on offense. I just think that um, I like it. I think it's a smart move on Tampa's part. There's no question that Nick's going to be motivated because he was not drafted. He is a little different type of athlete 
than a Taysom Hill. But there are also some similarities, too. And the biggest one is that taking a snap at quarterback to do something, whether it's handing it off or running the ball or reading the edge to whether I give or keep or even throwing the occasional pass, the ability to do that is going to be nothing strange to Nick Fitzgerald, obviously. And so if he can fit in some of those other roles, you may have something. You may have an element that you can play around with on mixing and matching game planning week to week. And what we do know is that Nick is tough as nails, which is another thing you have to be if you're going to have the ball in your hands at any point in an NFL football game. So I think he's got a chance. I think it's going to be really tough to make it as just a quarterback for sure, but I think he's got a chance to find a role on somebody's team in that Taysom Hill type of thing. And Hill really is the groundbreaker because of his role. I mean, you credit Sean Payton and the Saints, too, for being smart enough to figure it out because they definitely used it to their advantage. Wayne in Byram on the Divinity Equipment phone hanging on. What's up, Wayne? Man, nothing much. Enjoying this weather except for these dang sinuses. But they, it's still good, though. Yeah. I've had a bout of it myself, Wayne, but I kind of felt like it was I picked it up when I went for a hospital visit, visit a family member last week. But, man, I'm having a hard time. These sinuses are giving me a, a yeah. rough go of it right now. Oh, yeah. I was, I was listening to you when you were talking about Coach Polk. Yeah. I'll never forget that time. I went down there to Hattiesburg when State and Southern played them. That's been, I don't know how many years that go. And he got threw out down there. And he stayed on the field 30 minutes. That was the, most, the funniest thing I ever seen. It was just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I knew the kid that was kind of over the, the game, you know, yeah. for Southern. Uh-huh. He couldn't get him off there. They had the name Campus Police out there. <laughs> couldn't get him. I mean, it was a show. I mean, you know, I mean, I'd have, hey, I'd have got thrown out of the, the kids from Southern. Wouldn't even touch it for a day. Tommy Rasso wouldn't. I don't know why he wouldn't. Didn't say nothing. But that was just, you know, I mean, then he got suspended in the next game because he was talking yeah. about the umpire, you know, <laughs> in the, with, to the media. But I promise you, that was. I told, I told him, man, he wouldn't say much the next day. I saw him. I stayed overnight watched the next game. I coach, I'd have took that first base and thrown it over the fence. They didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I promise you, I enjoyed that just the way he, you know, hey, hey, I would have been mad too, you know. Yeah. But, that, sure. but if, you'd, if you'd have been there, you'd have loved that. So that was just hilarious. Well, know, I'm going to let you go, man. Hey, man. I appreciate the go story, ahead. Wayne. Thanks for the story. Yeah, I'd, I'd heard about that. I don't think I saw it, but. Um, I'd always heard about the fit that Coach Polk threw one time there at Southern Miss. Might as well get your money's worth sometimes, huh? Coach Polk, uh, when I was in college, late 90s, was obviously the baseball coach then for a couple of those years before he moved over to Georgia. But in those years he was there, talking 96, 97, football games, home Saturdays, home football games, he would come walking through our locker room as we were dressed and getting ready to go out for the game. He'd walk through our locker room with that big cigar in his mouth and he'd shake every player's hand and wish every one of us good luck. Every one of us. Football games, yep. Never forget that. Good hour one. I had fun. Hope you did too. We'll do it again. Hour two, right around the corner. Live in the Farm Bureau studio. Connected because of C Spire. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.